What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome, everyone, to Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about NXT 2.0's Heatwave special that happened this past Tuesday. I'm also going to talk about NXT Europe and also the end of NXT UK. Now, I know I know, I said I was going to talk indies and international promotions, but I caught... NXT 2.0 this week. I decided to check out Heatwave. Of course, before I was watching NXT Weekly, and Garrett Gonzalez and myself were covering NXT and AEW for the Fight Game Media Podcast. But when 2.0, about a month into 2.0, or maybe maybe six weeks into 2.0, and it just got so bad, like really unwatchable. It was so cheesy, so ridiculous. And we just, we both just lost interest. Like it was a chore to watch it. Um, because, you know, John Laronitis and Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon kind of had, you know, their version, vi- vision, excuse me, of NXT, what it should be. And it basically became WWF New Era. <laughs> and from the, from the 90s with all these wacky gimmicks and it was just, Goofy. I liked they did with the, the with the uh, with the um, gosh the uh, CWC um, arena. I love how they brightened that up. I loved you know I I I didn't really like the look of the old NXT black and gold uh, CWC because it was just it was just so dark and um, and you just can't really see the people. And I, I really like the look of NXT 2.0. I love the bright colors, uh, the white. Uh, the white ring, um, just just brighter. You can see the fans. Um, it's a nice building that holds about like like three fifty to four hundred people, and you can see them when they get excited. And in this show here, this crowd was hot for the whole two hours, and you can see them jumping up and down, going crazy, and just added to the matches. Um, so I like that aspect of what became of NXT now. The color, you know, being a lot more colorful, more eye pleasing for television, in my opinion. Um, but the goofiness, the silliness, uh, the wacky gimmicks, uh, I, I just, I just couldn't, couldn't hang. You know, NXT Black and Gold was that they had some gimmicks, but there's, they're all pretty much done well. Even uh, Mei Ying, when uh, they were doing that gimmick with uh, the now Wendy Chu. The great Kabuki-ish gimmick. I mean, they had a great production. Uh, it was just getting started. I, I I liked it. I liked. I was. It was interesting. It was different. And then we got Wendy Chu as the narcoleptic wrestler, and and I know she has like a cult following, and I guess you know she was their version of Orange Cassidy. But I don't know. It was just stuff like Lash Legend and a lot of the experience wrestlers that they had on the roster were, were getting released and they were giving chances to a lot of these uh, uh, young talents that they sign uh, outside of wrestling, you know, football, basketball. And they were, they were giving them a shot, sink or swim. But what ended up happening is like these, these kids were just rushed to television and um, they're, 
the quality of the work really suffered and it's like the show dipped down and then you got these really bad scripts and writing a lot of goofiness like i said so it just i just got was turned off from it but you know with this new era with it's like man being retired and triple h taking over creative and we know nxt was his baby i've been curious to check out nxt again so i thought you know what a perfect opportunity with this heat wave show um it's going to be mostly just matches and i felt like it's going to be an easy watch so i so i checked it out nxt heat wave got i got a chuckle out of that because you know nxt was bringing about some of the old properties of wcw great american bash uh, war games halloween havoc a lot of fun shows when they uh when they brought those back and now we're now they're dipping into uh ecw with heat wave i was kind of hoping for uh november to remember um other shows i don't think they're gonna do gangster's paradise but uh hostile city showdown um they ecw did have a lot of really fun uh titled shows um, and then they're the one that started all that too. They're the one that every show had a, a had a title, special title name to it. And now we got Quake of the Lake on a AW Dynamite for you know just just no apparent reason, you know, just to kind of spice up a show that you know it didn't even matter because the show was just blah anyways. But so we had, we had NXT Heat Wave, a special if you want to call it that, and these specials do pretty well for NXT. Uh, I think this rating was in the you know the the seven hundred twenty three thousand I think total viewers and their demo was up and I think this is about the this is about the range they kind of do they kind of get past that seven hundred thousand mark of total viewers and when they do these specials they're kind of always kind of in that six hundred thousand mark for total viewers uh, but like I said I was curious to see what this what's going on has anything changed is it, does it give me the feels of the black and gold brand. And I will say, I really enjoyed this this show. Um, the two hours for me flew by. Again, it was a lot of wrestling. Um, some of the match finishes I was, I was not a fan of. But overall, really easy to watch. And it, it did get me interested in NXT 2.0. Maybe I want to watch next week. Until I saw, <laughs> I'll talk about it now, a promo um towards the end of the show before the main event it was uh it was um Wendy Chu and uh, uh Tiffany Stratton they're going to have a street fight and I'm just like Ugh. and this this promo was this cringeworthy bad like trauma film bad right and not in the good uh uh so bad it's it's good uh entertaining way it was just just bad really bad stuff and and of course a street fight and as a garrett as garrett gonzalez myself in the fight game media podcast we've been covering AEW. like every show every one of their shows is always some kind of a gimmick match so i'm kind of burnt out of these gimmick matches there's a, a a street fight on this show as well and now we're getting another street fight next week it's just these overdone with these these gimmicks on in both sides on both promotions AEW, wwe and it does really nothing for the rating, in my opinion. Like, it it really doesn't. Um, you know, maybe a, a special match that's unique, like the, the War Games for or Blood and Guts for AEW did really well for them. But just a street fight, no. And plus with Wendy Chu, who I like as Karen Q, I wouldn't mind her just take dropping the Wendy Chu gimmick, gimmick and just kind of being a normal wrestler because I think she still appealed to a lot of people because, you know, she's a beautiful girl and she has, I think she can connect with a lot of young viewers, a lot of the young female viewers. Uh, she's a good athlete. I, I think she would get over with both the the, uh, the men and the women. And especially, like I said, young girls, I think they would just talk because she's not like uh, a... a a model per se, you know, this tall, lanky, slim waist, you know, she has a little meat on her bones and, and she's, you know, she's, she's someone that everyone can kind of connect with. And I, I really just see her as that, as just Wendy Chu, the wrestler. And, you know, this, 
narcoleptic thing ha- ha- was good for a couple chuckles but it just it's such a short-term gimmick it's just after a while just like orange Cassidy, that's just the same joke over and over and over again so um i would love to see them drop that and you know probably gonna, you can't just either get to just take her off tv and reintroduce her again as maybe wendy chu which is maybe she got some self-help and uh fix her narcoleptic and now she's oh by the way she's a really good wrestler you know and she looks you know she's not wearing her pajamas anymore when she wrestles and maybe they do something like that i mean i would keep it as simple as that and just get it done um just take her off tv for a good six weeks let people kind of forget about her reintroduce her and and let's stop insulting people because it's it's not like wendy chu is just you know doing gangbusters the snarkler again is not doing gangbusters for ratings so i'm sure she went back to just a wrestler i think it will still be fine and and it won't and it, and it ultimately won't insult your audience and drive people away you know i don't think any young kids are thinking this is must see television i mean i don't know what i don't even know what this even that the wendy chu narcoleptic gimmick even appeals to i think it only appeals to a couple people and and they're not in charge anymore of creative so i say just go back to wrestler you know there's other gimmicks there She'll be fine, and she's talented, and and I think she'll be successful as a wrestler. Simple as a wrestler in WWE. Now, let's get the heat wave. Uh, there was five matches on this show. Uh, the first match was for the North American Championship. It was Carmelo Hayes, the champion, with Tricky Williams against... Giovanni Vinci, the former Fabian Eichner in um, Imperium. Um, Fabian Eichner was repackaged as Giovanna Vinci, a Italian male model. He comes out with his entrance. It's the first time I've seen the, the complete gimmick. I, cause I, I haven't watched NXT 2.0 in a very long time. I know he got a name change and everything, and, and, and they trying to make him stand out. And, well, because his real name, you know, they changed his name because... His real name is Fabian Eichner, so they wanted WWE doesn't want anyone using their real names. I mean, they, they, they do if you want to sell, give up the rights to that name, you know. But a lot of the people don't want to do that because if they're released and they can use their name on uh, the indies, right? Still, and be you know, like like I. For example, a Pete Dunn, if he signs over Pete Dunn, well, he, then he can't be Pete Dunn on the indies if he's ever released. You know, he could be Butch in WWE, but then when he goes back to uh, to uh, on the indies one day, he could be Pete Dunn and and be marketable that way. So a lot of people like just kind of get all crazy when they're changing names. I mean, there's a business, and there's you know, there's you understand what the, you can see what WWE is doing and you got to understand from the wrestler standpoint, like and a lot, a lot of people don't even know, like a lot of, they, they, a lot of them do have a choice. They give ideas. Not like they say, this is what it's going to be. You know, they're like, you know, submit X amount of names, you know, could be five to 10 and, and they'll kind of like work together and, and figure out some, maybe some weren't, maybe some were just automatically picked. But from what I understand of a lot of people I talk to, you know they have given they have given suggestions and stuff. So uh, a lot of people think that you know the evil WWE. You know, and I'm not saying it's a perfect it's the this you know a perfect place to work or anything. I'm just saying like a lot of people just always think the worst when it comes to WWE. It's just kind of kind of the the thing that people like to do, especially on Twitter and all that stuff. You hear all these you know oh they're WWEs are trying to screw them again. You know and, and hey. It's a business, and and they're they're in the business of marketing talent. So they're, they're I don't know about Giovanna Vinci, the male model, Italian male model. Um, I would, I would like to see it kind of scaled back a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't mind the Giovanna Vinci name. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a cool name, but I will I love to see him go up the main roster and kind of be back with. Uh, Gunther and and uh, Ludwig Kaiser, the former Marcel Bartel, and kind of re reform Imperium because 
Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner were a hell of a tag team. And Gunther is a major league talent. They're about, they're all three are major league talents, and they're they're a major league group. They could they, there's something, you know, something for the future in 2023. I think Imperium on top is going to be, uh, uh, would be a big deal. I will because obviously Gunther, I believe in 2023 is going to be a huge deal. Uh, he's going to be definitely a, a big time featured talent. I won't doubt if he's going to wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania after what Michael Cole said uh, was it last week against Nakamura. He mentioned John Cena won the IC title, and 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 Gunther has has challenged uh, Cena. He wants to compete against the best, and Cena is considered you know considered one of the all time greats. And you know Walter, and, sorry, excuse me, Gunther is all about competing against the best. So maybe it was just maybe it was just thrown out there, and Michael Cole's just. Just saying stuff, but he usually doesn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're trying to plant seeds that they're, this is an idea they want to get to next year for WrestleMania. And I would just, I think that'd be a great match for WrestleMania next year. And you know, Cena doesn't need to win, but Gunther does. And you know, Gunther challenging Cody for the title. If Cody is the one that beats Roman for the title, like that's a good main event, uh, big headlighting program for 2023 after WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens there and something to keep an eye on. Um, we know, you know Triple H is high on Gunther, so. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket. Now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But let's get back to this match. Carmelo Hayes, Giovanni Vinci, uh, 11 minutes and 56 seconds, it says. And this was just all action from the go. I mean, it kind of reminded me of not as just nonsense nonsense of action, just just totally just spot to spot spot you know that it was athletic and they still built the stuff and they're still selling but it just was so i kind of wanted to, just a little bit of slower pace you know but it was just 11 minutes of just or nearly 12 months excuse me of just just balls to wall action um what stood out in this match is that carmel hayes needs a lot more time to marinate in nxt 2.0 um I guess even uh, Giovanovici's frustration in the in the in the match. A lot of times he had to you know verbally tell Carmelo Hayes to get in certain positions for stuff. Uh, Carmelo was still impressive with the athletic ability. Uh, that one overhand chop by Giovanovici that he does uh, after he did that one big overhand chop. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes did not want to take any more shots from him. It, he was he was covering up and flinching and not leaving himself wide open. Uh, and I, Eichner was definitely getting uh, getting frustrated. But the fans are going nuts for this match, and and it was a good match. I, I overall I liked it. Like I said, I kind of I was kind of hoping for maybe a little slower pace at times. Um, but Carmelo won, and and. From what I could, maybe he might Vinci might be going up. I, I just don't see him. He doesn't really need to be in developmental right now. He doesn't really need to be on the NXT. He's a, a major league talent. I think he should be on the main roster. And like I said, I like I like to see him rejoin Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser and and like I said, reform Imperium. Um, the next match <laughs> was uh, was Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Um, this one went 11 minutes and 41 seconds. I felt like this should have been cut down to maybe like eight minutes. Um, Roxanne, the former Roxy, who I saw in 
ROH before uh, before they uh, shut down. She's a, a 20, 20, 20 or 21, 20 years old, whatever she is. Really young, but she's a prodigy and uh, a talent that, oh man, if they really get behind her, I think she can be a big star. I think, again, another one that young girls could see and watch and and want to be and grow up to be. She just has that bay face quality. You just want to cheer for her. Cora Jay is probably the worst wrestler being pushed today. Um, I I would give her credit for her. She has good facial expression, some aggressiveness. But when it's not her being on the offense, her footwork, her ring positioning, it's just so bad. Like she'll just sit there and wait for stuff. Um, very just. She shouldn't even be in this position. I I know. I, I wonder how long it's going to last. I don't know. Maybe maybe it will continue. But I know she was kind of a, a John Laronite John Laronitis project and you know it was about pushing the uh you know the young wrestlers in their 20s and she was you know I think she's like only 20 20 21 herself and so they they were pushing her big time but she's just not ready. She's not ready for this position. Um uh, she's just <laughs> I mean, she's an attractive girl, but other than that, like, I just, when it comes to the bell to bell, I just don't see her getting it done. Uh, the finish, I didn't like the finish when um, Cora Jade or, or brought in her, I guess, kendo stick it is. It's painted black, and and she brings the ring, and the ref sees it, and there's no disqualification, like, now people can just bring objects in the ring without getting disqualified until they use it. And she swung and missed, and the candlestick dropped to the ground, and Cora J ended up hitting a move by like D, I think DTing uh, Rox, Roxanne Perez on the cane. And it's and then she pins her and grabs a cane and holds the cane over Rox, Roxanne Perez as she's pinning her, and the referee counts. And it's like. I'm sorry. I know, like, it was unintentional, quote unquote, because she didn't use the cane with her own two hands. She hit her move, and just so happened the cane was there. And Roxy hit her back of her head on that, and you know, knocked her out. And Cora J got the pin. But I mean, it just looked shitty. And to me, it just kind of buried the referee there because you're you're automatically thinking like, well. How can that be? The referee sees. Why didn't the ref? Why didn't the referee kick the the cane out? Why didn't he stop the match for a second so he can get the cane out? Like that's the thing that normal people would look at, right? They're like if they're just kind of cruising by and like, oh shit, there's wrestling on. Let's check it out. And oh, these some cute little girls wrestling here. Let's check these out. Wow, wow, wow. And then about that time the finish happens, they're like, eh. Why would the ref do that? Why the ref? It's gonna go heat. It's gonna be on the ref. So. I didn't think it got any heat on Cora. I don't think it did anything uh, other than at the end of viewers left with just like saying like, well, that was kind of shitty, you know? And then there's Cora Jade holding the cane as she's pinning rock Roxanne and the referee still counting. It just it continues to, to bury the referee. And I don't know if that was planned or not, but she, <laughs> it was just, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, I know my buddy Paul, Paul Fontaine was really high on that match. He, he, we were kind of having a little private conversation on it, and he was really into it. I was just like, no, I did not like that match at all. Um, I thought it was the worst match on the show. Now, before I get into the next match, I want to talk about our Patreon, Fight Game Media Plus Patreon. It's $5 a month. You get content every day. Garrett Gonzalez and myself, we have a show on there. Uh, we do the Raw 1998 review. We're covering all the Monday Night Raws from 1998 and also talk about the pay-per-views. Um, we are leading into, going into SummerSlam, which is the big Steve Austin versus Undertaker match. Um, it's a lot of fun kind of re-watching these, uh, these uh, Raw 1998s. And, I mean, a lot of stuff I just freaking forgot about, you know. And so it's kind of fun to kind of look back and just see the the crash TV that's going on there, but we got so much in that show. We got we got the five star Joshi podcast, uh, uh, Scott and Parker, 
They do a five-star Joshi draft right now, which that would be interesting if you're really into the Joshi women Japanese wrestling. It's, it's definitely the best show out there of that of that uh, subject. And, you know, $5 a month is, you know, well worth the price of that show alone. Brace for Impact. Uh, they're talking about the recent TV. They're talking about uh, the CM Punk drama on AEW. But mainly, they talk about Impact Wrestling. JD and Mike Gilbert, they have a killer show. Um, talking about all things Impact Wrestling. They, you know, there's a It's on the free feed here. They talk about the TV show, the results. But on the Patreons, when they give all the good inside dirt of of Impact Wrestling. Uh, there's the Dynamite show. It comes up immediately, af- immediately after uh, the Dynamite. Uh, not I mean, it's like, like an hour after it ends, like you know, and Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine. Um, I love their takes on AEW. It's it's a it's really entertaining to to listen to. So and I'm, I'm actually listening to that today. I was as I was doing stuff around the house. I had uh, I had, uh, I had uh, the Dynamite show on as I uh, do stuff around the house and also working from home today, doing remote work. So. Uh, like I said, a lot of great content. That's just, you know, we also got MA, we got boxing coverage on there. Again, $5 a month. You kind of scale back on the uh, on the, the Starbucks coffee, one Starbucks coffee this month, and give us a shot. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And if you don't like it, hey, it's okay. You can just unsubscribe and no harm, no foul. But I think once you do subscribe, you're going to you're gonna love the what we're giving you at the Fight Game Media Plus Patreon. Now, next matchup is Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. And the stipulation of this match is if whoever, if Santos Escobar wins, their group, Legado Fantasma, will be free from the D'Angelo family. Street fight. And this match was, was pretty good. Crowd loves Santos Escobar. They love Legado de Fantasma. And Santos is, a, I think he's a major league act. Um, I like his work. Big personality, really good promo. A commanding, he has a pretty commanding presence out there. And I love, and I, if he goes up to the main roster, um, there's also a loser leave, uh, loser leave town match too, as well. And if he, since he did lose, spoiler, you know, spoiler here, uh, you know, he did lose this match. I can see him going the main roster, and and I hope soon after that, the rest of Legato goes up there as well because I I like them as a group. They look, he looks really cool with them, and you know, Electra Lopez. I would keep her more as a valet and out of the ring. Same thing with. Uh, hit row I talked about in the Fight Game Media podcast. I would have uh, B Fab just not wrestle and just be the valet, and and same thing here with Letra Lopez. Just have her be the valet. Let her just you know get involved here and there, but don't just doesn't need to wrestle. She doesn't need to wrestle. Uh, Tony D'Angelo's been improving. Uh, I like his I, I I like his gimmick. You know, is one of the WF New Era gimmicks that I kind of just enjoy. The old, it, to me, he's like a, you know, the modern day kind of Razor Ramon gimmick. Um, and, you know, good amateur wrestler. And you can see he's improving out there. Big guy, big thick guy. and But he also needs time to marinate in uh, NXT. He definitely needs more seasoning, more time getting those seasoning, doing those coconut loops and all all that. Before he goes to the main roster, there's no rush, no need to rush him up there. I kind of want to see him drop the 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 uh, white. We used to call him back in the day the wife beater shirts. I don't know if those are that's that's, that's politically correct these days, but drop that and kind of do a little different gear. I just kind of just don't really stand out to me with this gear. You know, he has those those track pants on and i know he's trying to play that the italian mobster guy but yeah we could we can we could fancy it up a little bit for him uh street fight you know the usual things are going on so everything you know legal and and their energy's there they definitely had a lot of uh a lot of a lot of good wrestling and also a lot of good intensity the finish though i i just wasn't a fan where 
you know, Santos Escobar had brass knucks. Uh, Tony D'Angelo had his crowbar that he used in the past. And both the crowbar and the brass knucks go flying to, uh, you know, the left of each guy. Now they're fighting and they come to realize, like, they're both looking at each other like, they're, oh, sh- one last grasp to get their gimmicks to use it. Who's going to use it first? And D'Angelo hits uh, Santos with the, the crowbar, one, two, three. And I'm just thinking, like, what? To me, it's like, would Santos really think he has a chance to get the brass knucks, put it on his fingers, and have Justin he'd be fast enough to do that, to get hit with the crowbar? I, I don't know. I just didn't, wasn't really into that finish. But with the match before, leading into the finish, that was, was pretty good. And the next match for the NXT Women's Championship Mandy Rose, a champion versus Zoe Stark. And this was my favorite match of the night. I thought they told a really good story. I thought Mandy Rose looked really good here. This is the best match I think I've ever seen her in. Uh, she looked more comfortable out there, more control. Zoe Stark's a good baby face. The crowd loved her. I think the, I think the people felt a title change was half was going to happen because Mandy Rose has been a champion for so long and Zoe Stark just got back. Um, the finish I thought was very creative. Zoe Stark had this injury. She was out for was it nine months. Uh, and she came, she came in the ring with this big, yes, she's big old knee brace. And what they did, she used that knee brace a few times in the match to establish. It's not a disqualification. because It's a part of her. Right, it's a part of her gear, and and so when Mandy went to go get the knee brace and pull it off, and at the finish when Mandy put on the knee brace and hit her jumping knee, it's legal because it was part of her gear. Now it became part of her gear. It it did it, it was it was established that it was legal, and I I don't have a problem with when Mandy Rose was able to use it. I thought it I thought it made sense, and and you know. Mandy Rose is going to put her away. If she hit that move clean, she's de- good chance of putting Zoe Stark away. But with that extra, extra metal with that or, or plastic, whatever it is on that that uh, knee brace that Zoe Stark had, and now on Mandy Rose's knee was just that extra thing that really put her out, the lights out of Zoe Stark, and a um, lot of great back and forth action. Um, this is really good. I was really impressed by both women and. To me, it was the best match of the night. I thought I mean the crowd was going nuts for the Carmela Hayes and, and Giovanna Vici match. But that was because that was just all action. It was like, you know, going to see fireworks. Boom. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, right? But this match, people were invested. That crowd was really invested. I mean, they're on their feet. They really wanted Zoe Stark to win. Uh, so it was really good. And and I was, you know, not expecting the match tonight. And at the end of the show, I'm like, you know what? It was a fun show. The match that really stood out to me and the performances were both Mandy Rose and Zoe Stark. So um, I think going to NXT has done Mandy Rose a, 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 a huge favor. You know, she's shown the improvement. I think this toxic attraction gimmick with uh gg dolan and jc james is a great package it's a major league package um they were on uh jc jc jane and gg dolan were in that nxt women's tag team tournament and they just had a match tonight on smackdown which i'm i'm thinking i'm gonna check out and and they were replacing zoe stark and nikki lines because zoe stark got her bell rung in this match i I believe it was, and she, you know, was unable to perform. And um, I think it was Meltzer reported today that uh, Nikita Lyons was was not vaccinated, so she couldn't work in in Canada. So they 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 had uh, Toxic Attraction take their spot, and I and I saw the result. They won, so which I thought that was the right call because they were replacing them, and they're not just going up there to do a job. And it it is cool. Like let's let's I because I think sooner than later, toxic traction is going to be part of the main roster for sure. It's a, it's a definitely a main roster act, and they're it's it's a great it's a great package. So I would highly recommend this match for people to watch, especially the fans that have women's wrestling. You know, 
WWE, even the naysayers, even the hardcore of the AEW faithful has to recognize that when it comes to women's wrestling, definitely in the United States, AEW, sorry, WWE is above and beyond everyone else. Below then is probably Impact Wrestling. And then probably below Impact Wrestling is AEW. Um, you're always going to get good quality matches with the, you know, with WWE women. So, and here was another showcase of that, of the women just tearing down the house. And that was Manny Rose and uh, Zoe Stark. The main event was Braun Breaker defeating JD McDonough, the former, former Jordan Devlin in NXT UK. And um, I, I was not familiar what, JD McDonough's gimmick was, but apparently it's it's based off of American Psycho. So he's because he kind of has a well, during the the video package, he kind of has some craziness to him, and then to finish the match, he was a crazy man towards the finish. But um, this was a good match. This was a really good match. I thought it was going to be the match of the night when it was uh, when I saw the card. The problem was, I think, like I really wish this match couldn't have a commercial break because JD McDonough's heat is all through the commercial break. And then when you're coming back from the break, it's just bronze making his comeback. And it was a good match. And, and JD McDonough's a really good wrestler and Braun Breaker's is a phenomenon. And, um, I, I, I think they, they do it again. They have a better match. Um, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. And, Nothing was wrong with it. I thought it was a really good main event. And the, the result was the right one. Braun Breaker winning. And I thought JD McDonough showcased why they're so high on this guy. He is really good. I love the Irish ace in the NXT UK. I wish I wish he would sign his name over and be Jordan Devlin. I prefer that name more than JD McDonough, but I get what I understand the business part of it. Um and he looked good. I just wish, like I said, I just it was almost missing something, and what was missing to me was the heat, and like, and then I was fast forwarding through most of it during the picture in picture, and it, I just wish, like, oh man, they can fill off fulfill all their commercial commitments before a main event like that. So I, I would love to see that in the future. They could do something like that because it just ah, it took a little something from this match. And after this match is over, Braun Breaker celebrating, and out comes Tyler Bate, the current or the new NXT UK champion. And a lot of people are like, what? Aren't they? Isn't the title vacant? Is there a tournament for it? Well, yes, they are, but they're going with the new strategy for the European wrestling scene and NXT UK. And so the last show for NXT UK will be on Sunday, the same Sunday afternoon, the same same day as All Out AEW pay view. It's going to be When Worlds Collide NXT 2.0 versus NXT UK. Um, I'm guessing all the championships will be on the line, um, title for title stuff like that. Um, they'll be unifying titles. I can only imagine. Well, I'm I'm sure some NXT UK people win. I'm trying to think. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Let's, let's kind of let's talk about World's Collide. Let's, let's talk about some of the matches right here. So Tyler Bate versus Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker is definitely going to win that match. Yeah, it's a guarantee. Mieko Satomura, NXT UK champion versus Manny Rose, NXT champion. I think Miyako Satomura wins that one. Now you give something to NXT UK. Now, next week on NXT 2.0, it's going to be... Shit, who's wrestling? Uh, it's Brooks and Jensen. or <laughs> fuck, Jensen and Briggs. Damn, Garrett. He calls them Brooks and Jensen. Um, they're going to defend the uh, tag team titles against... Oh, my God. The UK tag team. I forget who it is. Oh, Gallus. So I can see Gallus winning those... Belts and, and facing the Creed brothers um, at when worlds collide. And I can see the, I guess the Gallus beating Creed brothers. Um, Gallus is a really good team. Um, so that is that match. I don't know if they're going to do the heritage, heritage cut. Oh, they could do Joe coffee was a heritage cup champion. 
I believe last I saw. So he can wrestle um uh Carmelo Hayes unless Norm Dar gets it back and and he wrestles Carmelo Hayes or some kind of multi-person match. We'll see what they do there. Um but at least those three title matches with the with the belts I think I could see NXT UK coming out on top of many of those matches and then definitely Braun Breaker winning that. So I like the Win Worlds Collide show from uh, 2000, uh, what was that, 2019 when it was Imperium versus the Undisputed Era show. I thought that was a fun, kick-ass show. Um, actually, it might have been 2020 before the pandemic shut every goddamn thing down. Um, I believe it was. But either way, I love that show great show so um we'll see we'll see i think it's gonna be it's actually a hell of a weekend for wrestling so much wrestling to watch i'm actually interested in that uh cardiff show on uh with um, the mcintyre versus Roman reigns match it's gonna be good uh, uh sheamus versus gunther for the icy title so a lot of cool stuff on there um that i really want to see so i'm pretty pumped and of course all out i want to see what's going to go on you know always something interesting going on aw for bad or for worse and and when words collide so i'm like a lot of wrestling that week and i don't know if i want to watch it all together and get it all done uh, i don't think i can watch that much wrestling uh, my feeling is i'll probably watch when worlds collide that sunday and watch aw the following monday because br live when you order it they don't get the replay up in quick enough time and so i used to watch it later so that's probably what's gonna happen there so let's talk about what's going on in NXT uk it, it's it's quote unquote folding i guess you want to say um they're gonna in 2023 they're gonna launch nxt europe and today we saw a day in the last couple of days we saw a lot of nxt uk releases uh, they did keep uh some key talent on the uk roster but most were were let go and which 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 suck you never see anyone you know lose a job but WWE's business part of it's like we're not gonna relaunch and we're not gonna we're launching nxt europe in 2023 you know who knows when that's gonna be possibly probably after wrestlemania i'm thinking and so you're gonna be paying a lot of wrestlers to be just, you know, working out at the the UK PC, and so key certain key talent they can move over to the United States for a while and feature them there, and I think the releases of the UK talent that was released like now they have opportunity to go work on indies, and there's a lot of work out in the European wrestling scene so. They can get a lot of work out there, and keep busy, wrestle. Uh, they can go anywhere they want now. If, if AEW wants to sign them, they can sign there. I I would think there's just you know I don't know if Tony Khan has that budget right. I mean, actually he does. He can sign any of these people, but you know the, the roster room, the roster is already bloated as it is. I don't know if you want to add now some NXT UK talent. So there's some really good talent that was now uh, available, but you know, like they go back on the indie scene, these guys and gals. And then when NXT Europe is ready to go, I'm sure majority of those people will be called back and sign a new contracts, NXT Europe contracts. And now NXT UK, where just W concentrated on the UK scene is now going to go Europe all over. So it's uh, in the long run, it's, 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 it's a really good thing. For the European wrestling scene and European wrestlers, and it's going to be beneficial for a lot of wrestlers in WWE right now. Like, for example, a a Sheamus, right, who's been on the main roster for forever. You know, sent over to NXT Europe for a while. Um, Drew McIntyre by you know NXT he. By NXT Europe, say relaunching after WrestleMania, let's just say, because you probably want him available for WrestleMania, you, you know, you have him as one of the featured guys for NXT Europe and get that going, right? And so he, you know, he goes there, wrestles on that brand for a year, comes back to the United States, is fresh again because a lot of the fans, unless, unless you're like 
the hardcore, the hardcore. I watch every WWE product that they, they put out there out there on the Peacock Network. You know, he'll he'll freshen up when he comes back to uh, to to WWE in the states. So I think it's going to be a good thing. And like I said, I know like you seeing releases and seeing the, the the wrestlers just like you know, thanks for everything. And and the, a lot of the from what I understand is it was a really great environment and you know, a lot of people you know a lot of people were sad to, about this next chapter but i think they'll be back i think majority majority of them are going to be back there's a lot of great talent i, I definitely see trent seven coming back um sam gradwell i can see coming back he's a guy i would have kept honestly i think he would have done really well here in the states but you know I, he has a young boy and you know i don't know if he really wants to you know leave his leave his family for that period of time and um you know i and now it's a good opportunity for these these wrestlers that were released from NXT UK to now go on to back down the indies and try something new reinvent themselves um if they're you know may do something to change their a gimmick or style of wrestling or their body and and when WWE comes back calling and, and search, searching for, you know, the replenish the NXT Europe, get a roster going, they look around and say, oh, shoot. Last time we saw you, you were doing this, and now we see you're more dedicated than ever to get back. So they want them back. So I I, I, I would like to see that. And it's going to just kind of make the European wrestling seem a lot of fun. You know, you're going to see a lot of this these great talents and um wxw and uh and progress icw etc and you're still going to see them on wwe if you watch the other peacock network because icw progress and wxw uh are all on the network so that's cool too so i think it's going to be like i said i think it's going to be a great thing um a lot of people were like oh my god they're cutting yes one chapter is ending with nxt uk but they're opening up NXT Europe. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. They're committed to more than ever, more than ever to it, to that scene. And I think it's going to be, you know, you might see a lot of, a lot of wrestlers coming back that were released earlier, like Adamo or Alexander Wolf. You might see some new wrestlers who compete on Progress or WXW, like a, a Charlie Sterling or a, a Tristan Archer. Um, now being newly signed to NXT Europe, maybe maybe Gunther, um, and maybe he doesn't go back right away for uh, because he might be like I said, I think he's gonna be a major fixture here in the states for uh, WWE in 2023. But you know, after his run kind of starts, he starts cooling down here and and then needs some freshening up. You send him over to back to. NXT Europe, and now he's over there for a year. And I get legit, let's, and he comes back in a year later. Now he's he's freshened up again. Like so, I think it's it's creating trying to create the territory system again. That's what Triple H has always wanted. That he wanted all these international territories. You know, Japan. Uh, remember NXT Japan was going to be a go, and and that. So we'll see if that vision comes back. Um, and I think it is because here is the perfect example: NXT Europe 2023. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. And for me, too, it's going to just revitalize my excitement into the product of uh, of NXT UK, but now NXT Europe. Because I've been so busy with family. And even me, I love NXT UK. And it's only our show. It's always the, a really good hour of wrestling. Just lately, I've been kind of behind because life's been so busy. Also, too, I've been kind of burnt out on wrestling overall because... A lot of it's the same old shit, <laughs> honestly. Um, nothing's really grabbed me right now. And um, I've been trying to enjoy my time more with my family. And in, and on my downtime when I'm watching TV, I, yeah, I haven't really been interested in clicking on wrestling. I've been interested in checking out some old shows I haven't watched or a new series uh, I haven't watched or uh, watching a new series with my wife and and uh, uh, spending quality time with her. So it's right now for wrestling... You know, I still love it, but I'm also kind of burnt when it comes to you know checking things out and watching a bunch of stuff. So, um, 
when it's not AEW because I cover AEW Dynamite for the podcast on the wrestling server, Fight Game Media. When it's free nights, eh, I'm clicking on other things in Russian wrestling. And so that's where I'm at right now. So hopefully in 2023, things will start when NXT Europe kicks up off again. I'm definitely going to be checking it out and I'll, I'll definitely be excited about it. So that was the Take It Home podcast this week. I hope you all enjoyed my review of NXT Heat Wave and talking about NXT UK and now NXT Europe. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, any suggestions on a show that I should watch and cover here on the Take It Home podcast, please give me suggestions to my Twitter, LaRoccaJL. That's L-A, capital R-O-C-C-A-J-L. Uh, hit me up on there. Let me know what you think of the show and let me know your suggestions. Everyone, have a great weekend and be safe. Take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.